This week on the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Yeah. Well, looking back on my my behavior those first five years, there there was nothing in me that thought that I was being sinful. Hey, this is the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. This is Javier. Shannon. This is Shannon. <laughs> I just yelled my name. <laughs> Wait, I need to make a disclaimer. We are next to a freeway. And you guys know that we're in the marriage lab, and we live here, we podcast here, we eat here, we sleep here. And well, where else would we? <laughs> I'm just saying that we don't have a podcast studio. It is the marriage lab is our podcast studio, and our campground in Edmond, Oklahoma, is right next to a freeway. Like, like I could walk a hundred steps and <laughs> and and touch a car going 75 it's miles that, an hour. It's not that close. <gasps> Shen, that's not a hundred steps. That's a lot farther. Okay, a hundred and fifty steps. Oklahoma. That's all I got. <laughs> I've been playing the musical. It Oklahoma was fun because so we are here in in Oklahoma. Uh, the marriage lab is here in Oklahoma. Uh, headed out here soon uh, through Arkansas and Tennessee and. Some fun things in Tennessee. Uh, our boot camp will be there. And then that's where we'll get to celebrate our 30-year anniversary. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. So please send in your 30-year anniversary wishes. <laughs> that would be fun. Actually, what we're doing is we're uh, on Instagram, we're doing a giveaway. So we're going to give away a 24-7 hubby, um, whether they want a sweatshirt or T-shirt uh, set. So hubby, 24-7 hubby sweatshirt, 24-7 wifey sweatshirt or tank top, whatever you want. But in order to get it, you have to do a remix of a dance-off with us, and then we're going to pick our winner. So I'm very excited about that. Super fun. You're Maybe not- we'll do a special podcast about <clears throat> 30 years, the 30 things we have learned. Oh, my um, gosh. No, how about <laughs> how about you come up with 15 things, and I'll come up with 15 things, and then we'll, we won't tell each other until we record the podcast. Hmm. All right, we'll you never that. like you. This is one thing. Here's here's my, here's my number one thing. Oh. Javier never likes my ideas. No, I didn't say I didn't like it. I no. just said, mm. Mm. yeah, because that's what I've heard all my life. No, I was just thinking like what that would be like. That wasn't a negative. See, you automatically go <laughs> to negative, and that wasn't negative. Javi, you poo pooed my idea. I did not. I said, hmm. You know what that hmm means? There's a lot I could read <laughs> no, into that. No. You used to say when we were, especially when we married, like if you didn't like something or you didn't agree, it'd be like, huh. <laughs> huh. And that's all you would say. And I'd be, oh gosh, it's exactly, yeah. Oh, don't you dare <laughs> say it. I know exactly what you're going to say. And, but that wasn't poo-pooing your idea. That was just... Hey, Javi, hmm. I have a question for you. How are you feeling today? Because you seem like in a rather cheery, just... I am. Up to the right, everything's going your way type mood today on Monday morning. No, so, like, I yeah, I just... There's a lot going on and a lot to process. And, yeah, there's, there's a lot in... There's <laughs> just a lot... <laughs> You yeah. say a lot, but then you don't say anything. No, I'm just saying there's a lot. There's a lot of things going on, and so yeah, and probably things that we're just deciding on direction, whether it's just the marriage lab and next steps and things that we're working through, and a lot of stuff going on with the ministry. So yeah, there's a lot of peace going on, and so I tend to be, I can be pensive and start thinking, and sometimes overthink. Oh yeah, yeah. It's my spiritual gift that we've navigated through our entire marriage. 
Yeah. So. It is true. But here we are. I have good news. So we opened up boot camp registration probably two weeks ago now. And we well, already uh, have. Much less than two weeks ago. Like, mm. Shannon. <laughs> what? Has it been only a week? Oh, it was it's only been, been a less week. week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's less been, than a it's week. been a, one whole week. No, we're going to agree that it was seven days ago. Sure. Okay. You frustrate me so much. I love you. Um, so we opened up boot camp like a week ago. And we have eight spots filled already. And I'm super excited. Colorado's filling up pretty quickly here. And uh, Flagstaff, Arizona's filling up too. You know, so. we have a lot of people who tell us they, you know, they want us to come do the the South and then the East Coast. But then, you know, if we do a boot camp there, then no one's, you know, responding. But we, we haven't actually booked one all the way in the East Coast. No. Maybe next year. I don't know. <laughs> For those of you in the East Coast, if you're on this podcast, like, let us know. Reach out to us. Let us know what where I, you'd like what, us to come to. What I really want, and I made this known on Instagram, is um, somebody please invite us to Hawaii so we can come do we a We will boot do camp. a Hawaiian boot camp. I will wear <gasps> coconut shells and everything. <laughs> oh, that would be... <laughs> Whatever you need. Wouldn't that be amazing? We yeah. do We do have a lot well, of we contacts can, we'll over there. Just, we'll just do it. I'm sure it'll 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 fill up. Oh yeah. So we yeah. should just plan it. Let's plan it for 2024. Well, we're also planning our boot camp 2.0, which you can only attend if you've attended a boot camp, and we're trying to nail down the perfect location for that, and that'll be in 2024, but Hawaii would be pretty awesome. Yeah, it's boot camp advance, so you're going to leave there crying and in tears Aww. for sure. <laughs> Good tears, tears of joy, Javier. Yeah. yeah. So what's going on? Well, it's Monday. We're making our way to Tennessee. Um, we're getting ready and finishing up the, all the details for boot camp with our Tennessee group. And um, earlier, um, actually not earlier, earlier in the month, we posted a reel that's actually tagged to the top of our um, page and it made me think about this subject of personal responsibility and ownership. And my phone doesn't want to open. Oh, my goodness. So it started me thinking about how in culture, in today's culture, we have replaced the word sin with sickness. And you can't really replace the word sin. Sin is just sin. There, we, we, we can't call it something else. We can't candy coat it. We can't sugarcoat it. Like it just is what it is. And do you remember I shared with you, there was a, a message that came through of a, of a woman who said her husband was suffering from limerence. And I had to look up this word because I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I don't know what this word is. I don't, I had to educate myself. I had to talk to our friend who was a therapist and get his insight on it. And there seems to be so many sicknesses that are being um, unearthed lately as, as to why somebody is suffering. And there are truly things that people suffer from. I'm not discounting that at all. There are things that people suffer from. But when it comes to personal responsibility and the things that we cause or that we've enacted, things that we've brought into our marriage, there are some things that are just 
as simple as a three-letter word, S-I-N. And we have to have personal responsibility and accept what we have done. And so much of the time I see people, well, I... I'm suffering from this or th- something else made me cause, cause me to act this way or do this. Well, no, it's just that you allowed sin into your life and that's personal responsibility. So I posted this reel about how I used to be a, bel- a belligerent, backbiting, emasculating wife, but God came in and changed my life. And somebody wrote in the comments, I wish that people would start taking personal responsibility for their actions and not just say that God fixed you. And what that woman probably didn't understand in that reel was that, are you okay? Did you just burn yourself with hot tea? No, I'm good. (laughs) Is that um, I didn't just say that my behavior wasn't my personal responsibility, that God did come in and challenge me and ch- and came into the very dark places of my heart. And he brought people into my life that loved me and said, Shannon, your behavior is not acceptable. It's not loving. It's not kind. It's not biblical. It's not what God's calling you to do as a wife. And I had to take personal responsibility for my actions, my words, my, temp- my temperament with you. I, I had to own it all. Because mm-hmm. for so many years, I took no ownership of what I did. I was just like, well, Javi made me mad. Well, Javi's a jerk. Well, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have said that. Nothing was my, my ownership. Nothing was my personal responsibility until I felt like God finally got a hold of me using the people in my life. And he always had a hold of you. Well, yeah, but a real hold of me to where I allowed him in. No, I was saying you allowed him into those areas finally. Yes, yeah. And I could no longer use the excuse that it was your fault or our the time in our life or whatever was going on. I had to personally take responsibility and not just, not just use that excuse that God, because God doesn't wave a magic wand and all of a sudden we're, we're fixed. He's not a... F- He's not a magical fairy. You know, I had work to do. God challenged me on the areas I needed to work on, and I needed to say, I own that. How I spoke to you, how I treated you, how I mistreated you, I own all of it. And then he worked in my life and worked on me. So it wasn't just this like, oh, God just miraculously fixed me one day. It doesn't work that way because God is a God of order and... He brings correction into our life, and it's our responsibility of whether or not we're going to accept that and own it and walk in that. And there's so much freedom when you walk in that. There is. Yeah. No, I'm waiting for you to finish. Yeah. Well, I just rambled for a really long time. Yeah. Because you say sometimes I, I say too much, so I was just being quiet. I was just listening. Oh, thanks, Pookie. <laughs> well, now you're you're so quiet that you made me nervous. No, I'm just listening. That that's I mean that that's what. Yeah, I mean early on in our marriage, that's exactly what happened. Is there wasn't 
there wasn't ownership on your end. Um, I mean, there has to be ownership on both ends. Yeah. Of per- both taking personal responsibility for where you're at and what has led to that. And yeah, I think you're right. Like people, people tend to say, um, yeah, well, they made me do it or this was, you exactly. know, uh, their behavior has caused this as opposed to saying, no, I've allowed, I've allowed, you know, uh, anger, right? And again, I don't think it's wrong to be, it's not wrong if you have anger towards no. your spouse. It's like, it's what you're doing with that and how you're walking that out. Like their acts may have, you know, made you angry, yeah, right? Or caused, you know, cause that feeling, but you still choose how you're going to respond. And so, you know, when it comes to ownership, when it comes to a situation like this is, um, yeah, it's so easy to, to put it off on something else as opposed to saying like, no, I've allowed resentment or bitterness to set in, or I've allowed myself to have unforgiveness. Well, yeah. that's actually, that's actually sinful. So mm-hmm. you're, you're actually holding something against them. Um, and maybe their actions may have, you know, you may say that this is going to be tough. It's hard. You know, I want to forgive, but I'm not able to. Um, so, you know, even that is a process. Yeah. Well, looking back on my my behavior those first five years, there there was nothing in me that thought that I was being sinful, Javier, which is like, I don't like admitting that. I think it's kind of a scary place to be. It was like, I thought that I was doing nothing wrong, which is the really most ugly part of myself that I don't like looking back on. And I know it's a part of our story and we use it. And And I know that our story propels other couples forward in healing and restoration. And therefore I will always lay it at the altar of the cross because I know God can use it. But it, it's very painful, you know, that there was such a darkness about my heart because I honestly justified my behavior. And, and I, I, I hate that, that wicked dark part of my heart. Like I just do. I, I wish that our story wasn't that way, but that is what our story is. And I'm, I'm grateful for it because it's made us who we are, but it is really ugly. But the thing is, is that I I sat in that and really justified my behavior as everybody else or your mostly your fault because you didn't smile at me right or you didn't buy me the right salad dressing at the market that day like everything set me off everything was your fault there was no personal responsibility also looking back my walk with God was very superficial I loved God I was saved I knew him as my personal savior, but I was not walking, abiding in him. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was no spiritual growth. I was going to church and I was attending Bible studies, but that personal time that I spend now in God's word and just digging deep into scriptures and filling my heart with his word was not a part of what I was doing those first five years. And obviously when that's missing, and you see the way that I behaved those first five years, you're like, the writing was on the wall. Like you can't fulfill and be that biblical Proverbs 31 wife and not be abiding and walking with your with your heavenly father. Like you, you just can't. You can be a really good wife. I'm not saying that everybody that doesn't walk with the Lord is is a terrible person. That's not true. But 
to see you with the eyes of grace, to radically love you, to be your biggest cheerleader, to fight for your heart, to protect your heart, like all those things that I was not doing. I could not get a vision or or wrap my brain around it because I was not walking with God in an intimate way in my personal study time to receive that revelation. So with someone listening right now, what does it what does it mean then to understand how to yeah, to take to take ownership like in this like in terms of what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what? I'm asking you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, what? I didn't say anything. I asked you a question. I thought you were just making a statement. I said, so what does it look, look like, like as you're talking about oh, this? Oh, got it. Of, of not, not just taking ownership, but Sorry. it is recognizing that these things in my life aren't just behaviors that I have or, you know, yeah, I'm just that way that these are areas that I actually need to have transformation, that I actually need to surrender to God, that are actually probably sin in my life. Um, and so what would you say to those that are listening and how they actually navigate through that, how they actually handle that? It comes down to you need to humble yourself before the Lord. And uh, I remember the moment when there was a breakthrough on uh, on the couch one day where God just got a hold of my heart and challenged me with with how I was pursuing loving and watching over your heart and it wrecked me and I had a choice to make I could either get up and I could just keep going about my business or I was going to finally lay down all of this sin at the feet of the cross and let God transform me, which mean, which meant I first had to take ownership and say the way that I've mistreated, the way that I've talked, the way that I've loved and pursued Javier, um, I own, like I 100% own. It's nobody's fault. It's not the weather's fault. It's not Javier's fault. It's not the apartment we were living in. Like nothing is the the reason I behaved badly that I that I chose to act out in sin towards you. It's me. It's a hundred percent me. And then I had to start digging in to the word and be a woman who was chasing after God's heart. Like I needed to dig into the word and figure out what my relationship with God looked like. Like, how am I going to study? How am I going to learn the word? How am I going to get the word into me? So that so that from here on out, I become a different wife because I didn't like what God revealed to me. Like, I didn't like what I saw. It was almost like I was blind for five years, and then God took these glasses off of me, and he's like, this is what you're really like. And I was like, ooh, that is ugly. Well, yeah. When marriage reveals those things. It's ugly. And marriage is that mirror that reveals those things yeah. that we may be dealing with. But it's also, we can't negate the fact that we also have history and background. And you had history and you had things that were brought in. And so 
even in that, you still have responsibility to navigate those things and walk through them. But we're not negating the fact that many of you may have a history, and a lot of your behaviors, your patterns, the things you're dealing with are coming out of where you have been or the brokenness that you may have experienced. And recognizing where some of our trauma or our behaviors come from is so important, but it is not a crutch. It is not an excuse. Well, that was just the way I saw my family talk to each other, so therefore I do that. That was just um, all, all of my Puerto Rican family, like they're just all belligerent to one another, so that's just always what we've done. Or um, that person was mean to me growing up, so this is just- Why did you choose Puerto Rican? Because I, I, I didn't say Puerto Rican for me. I just had somebody say to me once, she's like, I'm Puerto oh. Rican, and she's like, our whole family for generations- uh, we're we're just well, belligerent that's what us towards, do. <laughs> and that's just how we talk. And it's like it might be how you've talked for generations, but it doesn't negate the fact that it's it's sinful, and you got to take ownership of it. So recognizing where we come from and what our past has brought into our current marriage situation is very vital and important. But don't let that be your crutch as to why you behave the way you behave. That's not that's not. Uh, that's not where God's calling you to. That's not taking your marriage to a place where it'll thrive. Well, I talked that's a good. lot. Yeah. It's like a Shannon And that was pod- very quiet. It's a Shannon podcast. <laughs> Even though I'm very proud of you for as quiet as you were, it made me very uncomfortable. I feel very uneasy. You wanted how- me as to how- listen, <laughs> and I was listening, and, and this was good. And you shared, and you were emotional, so I was letting you have. Oh, I know. Yeah. Not letting you. I was just, that's, it was good. Good. Why don't you wrap it up? So, so, I mean, this is a bigger conversation, you know, so I'm not sure where you're at or what you may be navigating. Maybe you're at a place where you haven't, um, you're, you're quick to blame or you're, or you're stepping back and recognizing, well, it's because of this or it's because of that. So you're justifying behaviors and actions and attitudes. And so this piece about, Owning, it may be difficult because when you do own, then it's reflecting back at you that, hey, maybe this is an area that's not surrendered. It's an area that I'm still struggling with or an area that, um, yeah, I actually need help with. Um, And so you have to ask for that help and you have to get that support that you need um, in that moment. And so that may be where you're at. And so whatever it may be, um, know that you know, we pray for everybody, even though we don't know everybody who listens, mm-hmm. like all those who are part of twenty four seven marriage family, and um, and it's a it's a it's a tough one to to walk out. But I think when you start making these shifts and changes and start recognizing um, what needs the change, and that you begin to do that work and you begin to own that, that I think you can begin to see some some you know radical change you know in you that in turn will impact your marriage. Yeah. So we appreciate you being part of the 24-7 Marriage Family and Podcast. Um, Remember to rate, review, subscribe. Um, it helps us reach more and more couples and, and listen, um, you know, our boot camps are coming up. There's, you know, new locations have been released. So we'd love to see you at a boot camp. Um, oh my goodness. We would, quickly, we would love, so. love, love so much to meet you in person and spend a three day intensive with you because it's so life changing and it's not because of what Javier and I do. It's really because of how God shows up and meets you there. And your marriage will never be the same. Guaranteed. All right. Always remember, in marriage, you don't have to. 
You get to. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Please be sure to hit subscribe and like this episode or leave us a review. To learn more about 24-7 Marriage, go to 247marriage.org or click the link in our bio on all social media platforms. And remember, in marriage, you don't have to, you get to. We'll see you next week. 